Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shumati Bhaktivedanda Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasate Deve Gokavari Pacharana Nivishesha Shukavani Chacha De Sutarana Umangyanam Timuran Dasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksurun Miritam Jeen Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Panchakalpa Tarupyascha Pripasindu Bhebacha Titanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha So, uh, I am now a retired member of the GBC. Uh, I happened a few, how many really happened? Then? Two years ago. Two years, two years ago, of freedom, yeah. Um, and uh, one thing I wanted to do was just travel. Uh, you know, I used to have the GBC for Germany and a bunch of places, and I thought it'd be nice to go see those places without having to be a fault finder, mm-hmm. which is part of the job description of a GBC. <laughs> I wanted that experience just to like not have to worry, you know, <laughs> not my problem, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, uh, that was that's been a nice exper- exp- experience for me to uh, to do that. Um, I haven't come prepared with uh, with any remarks. I thought, first of all, if there's any questions or topics people wanted or whatever is on your mind, or, uh, I, I'm still concerned about the future of the Krishna consciousness movement. Uh, I actually, uh, one of the last services I did was was write this book. Maybe you've seen it. The position of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, it's a small book. Has it been around to circulate? No one's seen it, right? Wow. I should have brought a few copies. Huh? There's some at the house, yeah. And we'll bring over for the next time around. I have a few printed copies, although you can download it for free as a PDF or, you know, on, on, online. But but this was part of a problem. Uh, uh, GBC, uh, we had some meetings uh, trying to prepare ISKCON for the future, strategic planning, and there was a whole strategic planning effort. And um, one of the things that I know from studies of religious history. Uh, that the time is not in the very far future. The time is near when there won't be anybody on the planet that had any direct experience of Srila Prabhupada. And that'll be a big change. Um, Scholars say that the Christianity, the Gospels, didn't really get written down and compiled together until the original people who knew Jesus uh, were pretty old. And they say, you know those stories you keep telling us about Jesus, why don't you write them down? And uh, so it's just a big big change. And they say, scholars say that the Gospel of John was the last one 
and Matthew, Mark, and Luke are uh, about Jesus, and John is about a religion about Jesus. You know. And uh, and you also notice that Chaitanya Bhagavat and Chaitanya Charitamrita were written after Lord Chaitanya disappeared. And uh, and you know the Chaitanya Charitamrita is really. Uh, about Lord Chaitanya as he has been understood and digested by the six Goswamis. You know, if Chaitanya Bhagavad is very emotional and really wonderful that way, you know, but there's not actually that much philosophy in it, but Chaitanya Bhagavad's got lots of philosophy. Um, so anyway, uh, I thought it's going to be one of the things that we really need to do is to understand Prabhupada's position as the founder Acharya uh, of ISKCON. And, uh, and so I was put on this committee and I said, you know, I think I'll write something, this committee for, for understanding Prabhupada's position. I think I'll write something about it and says, yeah, why don't you do that? And I wrote a short little statement, kind of just my own feeling. Uh, people liked it, said, but it's too short, you have to write a commentary. So um, then I had just a very interesting experience because um, I started to uh, I assumed that this t title that Prabhupada gave us, Founder Acharya, and you, you may remember how it was really important, and at a certain point it had to be all, he wanted that it was on all the letterhead stationery and on all the books and things like that. And uh, uh, so I wanted to find out what this, this title ex ex meant exactly, because it was strange, you know. English, Sanskrit, hybrid, hyphenated compound. And so uh, I started to look around and I had just assumed that Bhakti Siddhanta had that title. Well, I managed to get a copy of all the issues, or almost all the issues, of the Harmonist. Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur took a magazine that his father had started called Sajanatoshini, which was a Bengali language magazine. Bhakti Thakur was, uh, you know, Calcutta was a world city. Up until 1914, it was the headquarters of the British Raj in the East. Uh, and people who were, Bhaktivinoda Thakur was educated in, in English, friend of the Tagores, Rabindranath Tagore, friend of the Tagore family. And he could think of himself as part of a, the international community in a way. Uh, like a very interesting thing. And he's really the one who thought, you know, of, of spreading 
it was time to spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. He was part of a network that spread wider. And that's why he wrote a book in English and he sent it off to McGill University and other universities uh, about Lord Chaitanya. So, and another thing that was going on in, in, in 19th century uh, uh, England was, were journals. That was, like, that was like the cutting edge place for the propagation of ideas and everybody was writing journal articles and, and in London people would sit in coffee houses all day long and read journals and write journal articles and communicate that way. You know, this was the cult, the literary culture of England at that time, you know. Sort of like Facebook is now. Uh, but <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. And so he did the same thing. He started quite a few of them, a number, number of journals. Uh, he wasn't the only one other... Uh, educated Bengalis, sophisticated educated Bengalis were doing the same thing. And there's a real gulf, gulf, gulf by the way, between the, these sophisticated Calcutta Wallas and, and, and the rural Bengal. You know, there was like a real gap. So he's the one that, that in, had the idea of spreading spreading Krishna consciousness uh, outside of, uh, of India, because you know the story about him, uh, how he was unsatisfied by so many different uh, uh, expressions of, of, of uh, Vaishnavism and finally hit upon uh, the Bhagavatam and then Chaitanya Charitamrita. Anyway, so he had this Sajjanatoshani, this journal. So, uh, and he started an organization, a preaching organization, spread throughout Bengal, this Namhata. The, you know. So then, then uh, Bhakti Siddhanta picks it up. And uh, he he had uh, the printing press that Bhaktivinoda Thakur started in Calcutta, and uh, and then he stayed in Mayapur, uh, chanting a billion names of God. You know, I think it took well, how many years? Fourteen years, huh? Ten years. Ten years, yeah. yeah. It was 192 around. It was, uh, the, I think his property, his, the property was owned by his father, uh, and, and, and it was the place where it had been the house of Chandrasekhar Acharya, where Lord Chaitanya performed and uh, danced as Lakshmi in a drama. Uh, and so, yeah, he finished his vow in 1914. Uh, what was the flat? No, I, I, numbers are going out of my between, head. Between the age of 31 and 40, <coughs> he did that. Yeah, that was the ages. When he finished, the day he finished, uh, he, he established a temple there. 
he took sannyas. He had a temple there, and that that became the the the, the uh, uh, Sri Chaitanya Mat. Installed uh, the deities, uh, and uh, and um, took sannyas at that time, and that was the beginning of his preaching. Uh, and then in 1928 he turned Sajanatoshini into an English language periodical it's very, it's because to do anything English meant you were not looking just at India anymore and of course they were thinking they, they, were, they, they, were, they were thinking of England uh, and so very rapidly he took sannyas uh, and he began to preach uh, uh, and he made mats. Uh, I mean, a, a, a mat like the Gaudiya mat is, is, is a monastery. Uh, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur, you know, he was a, I was a householder and <coughs> he had householder people doing the Namahata. Bhakti Siddhanta one brahmacharis and, and so he made he made mats monasteries uh, and um, so uh, so he 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 turned this Sajanatoshini, his father's periodical which is his main preaching organization into this the harmonist he said a rough translation of Sajanatoshini, he said. Uh, and uh, so I started started to read them, and uh, the first thing I noticed when I started to look through them that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur didn't have the title founder Acharya. That was so important to Prabhupada. And I thought, well, wow, that's really interesting because I just assumed that's where it came from, you know. Uh, and then what? What happened? Because I did have training as a scholar, I wrote a doctoral dissertation, and that teaches you how to be obsessive compulsive. <laughs> and I put it to use in Krishna's service. So, because I realized if I wanted to say, I look, you know, just flipping through pages and looking, I could see his title was President of the Vishva Vaishnava Raj Sabha, uh, Acharya of all the Vaishnavas, or the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, but I didn't see any founder Acharya. And if I say, but if I write, he didn't have that title. Uh, and it happened one place, I'm wrong. That means you got to read every page, right? If it happens once, you're wrong. This is the trouble with induction, you know? You say all crows are black birds, and then one you know, green crow shows up, you're wrong. <laughs> you can't verify. So I, in this case, so I started to read the harmonists one issue after another. And I really got a sense of what the Gaudiya Mat was like when it was healthy. You know, the energy, the enthusiasm, the drive, uh, 
uh, it was amazing uh, what was going on. Uh, and uh, and so th this uh, then I realized you know I got uh, then I got a sense of what it was like for Prabhupada when it fell apart. You know how because the, 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 the drive was the strong energy coming from Bhakti Siddhanta was not only in a you know a dozen years did they have temples all over India that wasn't their goal the, it, the goal was to go to the west that was their crown jewel you know that they were really the, the prize they were after was the west and for them they were thinking London that's what they were doing and it just really crashed uh, and I, you could start to see it happening in the pages of of the, uh, of the journal of, of Sajjana of, uh, of the Harmonist you know? so so uh, and it was so lively uh, that that uh, and every this guy wanted wonderful and Bhakti Sananda was preaching all the time. There was a section called Around the Mats, or it had different titles where it'd say where he went. And by the way, when he was the editor of the Harmonist. In other words, of all the titles that that he may have had, editor was the one that he really was there because it was right in the front the editor Bhakti Siddhanta Prabhupada refers to Nishikant Sanyal as the editor but Nishikant Sanyal was the, his right hand man for English language preaching Nishikant Sanyal was the was a history professor at Ravenshaw College uh, in Kutak in Orissa that was an English medium school Ravenshaw was an Englishman and so uh, he was his right-hand man, but, but the real editor was Bhakti Siddhanta. And when it would describe, editor goes to this temple, gives initiation, editor goes here, editor meets with this person, the editor does this. The, that's how Bhakti Siddhanta was referred to in the book, you know, the, the editor. Uh, so that was, this was all preparation for, for going to the West, you know. And the other thing I found out is that there was a book that was written by Nishikant Sanyal with very close supervision of Bhakti Siddhanta called, called the, the Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Uh, and it, it was the book that, it was actually the, it was the book that, that the preachers, when they went to went to England in 1933, went to the West in 1930. They waited until they had a copy of it before, or cop some copies before they went to London. This book, uh, uh, I, I I I got a copy from an international from a library loan. You know, I wanted to see what the original looked like. And that was very impressive because, because that book, something that was published in 1933, 
in India, it was first class. First of all, it was impeccably edited. I couldn't find a typo in the book. Uh, first class paper, first class binding. The original binding was still in the book that I had, you know. Of course, I'm thinking of Prabhupada's, I, I had, you know, the first first canto, the canto I read the first time was a book that had come with Prabhupada. And it was already falling apart. You could see he was, you know, the proofreading it and uh, all, all by himself. Uh, the paper was was che- very cheap paper. The binding was thing, and the, uh, but when I saw a book, he said, "Oh, done," you know, thirty years before. I thought, "Wow, you know, look, they must have really spent a lot of money and a lot of effort." And by the way. The book was not easy to read. I started reading it, uh, uh, and uh, it's written with a very highly educated audience in mind. And it was it was it was a it was called Sri Krishna Chaitanya. It was the first of a projected three volumes. They didn't get to Lord Chaitanya uh, until about 80 pages into the book. The first was preliminary stuff written by Nishikant Sanyal is there as the editor. Bhakti Siddhanta writes a little uh, forward. Uh, he, but he looked at it very carefully. Uh, there's a history of atheism, for example, which deals with some Greek thinkers and Buddhism mostly, uh, and then the history of theism. And then in history of theism, that's when they, he starts talking about, in India, the Vaishnavas. And there's where I discovered founder Acharya. The same way, capital F, capital A, hyphen, you know, just like founder Acharya, as the term of art uh, for Nimbarka, Vishnu, Swami, Ramanuja, and Madhva, the four, what they call the four founder Acharyas for the age of iron. That was their title. That was a shock. Because if Bhakti Siddhanta didn't have that title, and then our Srila Prabhupada takes that title, that's pretty cool. Because that's Madhu Acharya. That's, you know, the four Sampradaya Acharyas. So here I am with this task to write this article, you know, this, this, this something about Prabhupada's position and founder Acharya is so important, and I'm just getting like one shock after another, you know. <laughs> Interesting, huh? So, so, uh, ah, but I, you know, I have full faith in Prabhupada, and I, I, you know, there's something going on here that, that I have to see, so that's when I really started reading and thinking about, about, about this uh, very, very carefully. 
And what I did discover is actually twice in the Harmonist, the term Foundracharya was used in reference to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur by Nishikant Sanyal. And a very interesting time. Uh, and uh, uh, once in 1930 and again in 1936 two times he used that term with reference to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur and the The he used it the first time in 1930 when he gives a whole idea of what the Gaudiya Mat is like. It became a very important for them to establish that uh, the Gaudiya Mat is none different from Bhakti Siddhanta. And they do it by by establishing. You see, in 1930, they built a temple in Calcutta. You may remember hearing about this. The big marble temple in Calcutta, which was called the Sri Chaitanya Mat. They had a Sri Chaitanya Mat in Calcutta originally, but then... Bhakti Siddhanta had a rich disciple who built this big marble temple. That temple was their headquarters for world preaching. Naturally, it had to be in Calcutta. Calcutta was the world city. And it had to be impressive. So this big marble opulent temple was built in Calcutta. Uh, and, And its inauguration was in 1930. Uh, the Bhakti Siddhanta had a householder disciple who um, uh, was wealthy by selling ink uh, and he not only had the money but he also directed the construction and, and, and all those things like that actually after he died shortly thereafter, Bhakti Siddhanta used to observe his appearance day with a celebration. He was so grateful to him for this thing. Because Calcutta, they needed an impressive place for world preaching. Uh, 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 and so th- this was really important. So to inaugurate, from the inauguration of that, there was an article called the Gaudiya Mat meaning that temple. Uh, unsigned article, which meant it had editorial force. Uh, you, I can tell by the style it's Nishikant Sanyal who mostly wrote it. And it extended over three uh, issues of the Harmonist. It came out fortnightly at that time. And there there's a whole uh, uh, idea of explaining that this Gaudiya Mat is actually the extension of the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur because that 
See, that was always, the Mayapur temple was always listed as the parent temple. Whenever they had a list of the, uh, every issue, well, not every issue, but they, you know, most uh, every issue had a list of the temples. And the parent temple was the Sri was the Chaitanya Martin Mayapur, where Bhakti Siddhanta had started off and established deities there and took sannyas on that place. That was the parent temple. And all the other temples were its expansions. He explains this in the article. This is the parent temple and, and that the, the uh, Gaudiya Mat, Sri Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta is its extension into the modern urban environment. But that was, that's what they were just stressing. Uh, and and the, the point of the, the reason for making it, and when they explain this, why is it? Why is this temple in Calcutta, which was Nowheresville, which was the back of beyond, which is back in rural Bengal, why was this the parent temple? He explains, because, he says, this temple in Mayapur is not the center simply because this is where Lord Chaitanya appeared. It's the center because Mayapur is the descended spiritual world. In other words, when Lord Chaitanya appeared in Mayapur, he didn't just appear there. He brought the whole he, and he identifies it with the Sweta Dweep of the scriptures. And he says in that article that this temple uh, here, uh, the, the, the Lord Chaitanya is there, eternally situated with Founder Acharya. That's what you say. That's in in Swetadweep of the white island of the scriptures, he says. The place where Lord Chaitanya's pastimes are going on. That's where the founder Acharya is with Lord Chaitanya. And this is displayed in this this temple is this appearance of it here in the mundane world and then it branches out. Uh, further, but actually, the mundane world is not Mayapur. That's part of the, the higher realm. So, th- this, in technical terms, what you're getting is an ecclesiology, uh, a, 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 a theology or philosophy of the religious institution. And I realized that Prabhupada, when he was building ISKCON, was following this same. Ecclesiology, because because there was always a puzzle to us about Mayapur, because Prabhupada said, "This is our world going to be our world headquarters." And I remember the first time going to Mayapur for a pilgrimage, and there's no running water. We're literally, you know, at the hand pump trying to shave and stuff like that. 
Once in a while, there's electricity. There are no phones. You had to go somewhere else for a phone. And we're looking around at the cane fields and thinking, this is our world headquarters. But there was a sign. Very for, As soon as Prabhupada wanted to get the land early on, his, some of his godbrothers were trying to stop him, so it took a while. And originally in 71, he was going to of, officially lay the cornerstone for the temple. Got delayed, he did it in 72. At that time, there's, you can see a picture of it. It was a big sign. Uh, I guess it looked like canvas between two boards or something or two that said International Headquarters International Society of Krishna Consciousness and there's a picture of a huge temple there uh, and that's what it's you know International Headquarters and Prabhupada did uh, go d- dig a big hole go down in there and establish Anantashesha deity for the full cornerstone of that temple. That construction of the temple began then. Spiritually, anyway. <laughs> when he did that. When he did that. that. So all these puzzling things be- started to become clear to me that Prabhupada was really f- modeling everything he did and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Because, because I was trying to figure out what we, where you know, the use of this term founder acharya, uh, it, it shows up in the second issue of Back to Godhead magazine. It's not in the third issue, it's in the fourth issue. I started looking through old Back to Godheads. Fortunately, those are all online. You can look at the simile issues, you know. And I, cro- I just chronicle how often it starts to show up. And at a certain point, it becomes regular. Actually, the occasion that made it regular was when some of Prabhupada's disciples went to India and one of his godbrothers began to preach against Prabhupada and deny that he was bona fide and then there was a kind of a crisis when, when Prabhupada noticed that all of a sudden he was just Bhaktivedanta Swami there, there was no Srila, there was no uh, you know, honorifics of any kind you know, like that and he could see something was happening, and that's what was going on. And then he started to insist that the, the way we have it now, that that his name would be Founder Acharya, International Society for Krishna Consciousness, always was there. With that same, you know, Founder Acharya's hyphenated hybrid compound of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, you know. So this this is when 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 he did that. It was a regular, a little bit, and back to Godhead, and then it finally became. And I remember when you know the GBC passed the resolutions. Yet should always be there. It should be on all our signs. It should be on our letterhead. It should be in all the books and 
and so on. So, you know, so the first, I suppose, that's Founder Charlie, you know, then, then Bhakti, it's used twice for Bhakti Siddhanta by Nishikant Sanyal. So my conclusion is that, you know, you know, titles in India are, are, are not usually uh, casual things. It's just when, when Srila Prabhupada got the title Bhaktivedanta, it, it, there was a ceremony. Every year the Gaudiya Mahat would have ceremony where Bhakti Siddhanta would award titles to people. Just like Nishikant Sanyal, uh, that was his karmi name. His initiated name was Narayan Das, but he was known always as Bhakti Sudakar. That was a title. Bhakti Siddhanta had given him a title. And every year there was a ceremony in which he would award titles to his various disciples that he thought was deserving of a title. That means they all gathered together. Uh, it was a festive occasion. Uh, they would glorify this, this devotee who was getting the title would be glorified by the other devotees, by his, his spiritual master, and then he would be awarded the title. This is the way it was, you know. And that, 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 was, that was how it was done, you know. And so, for Bhakti, for, for Nishikanta Sanyal to think, and usually you didn't give yourself titles. You know, that was like a no-no. So, my conclusion was that the title Founder Acharya was being prepared or anticipated for Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And the occasion would be when the movement was established in the West, then he would be awarded that title. That's what it would have been. And the fact is that he didn't go to the West. In fact, you know, there was going to be a temple in London. He got disgusted with his main preacher, recalled him, wouldn't even talk to him, told the Maharaja Jaipur not to give him any more money. Uh, there's various ideas what actually went wrong. Nobody wants to talk about it, whatever happened, you know. He did a penance for ten years because of offending his spiritual master. And Bhakti Siddhanta passed away. He didn't go, didn't go to the West. It didn't happen until Prabhupada went 30 years later. Uh, and when Prabhupada saw that by his own realization, he, he, you know, it was it was going. Then he took that title. He did it. How could he take that title himself? Well, he didn't take it himself. You know, we were given a pranam mantra. They asked Prabhupada, "Can we have a special mantra for you?" And so, nobody knew Sanskrit, so he came up with it. Namaste. This is his name, Namaste. And then it's Saraswati. The, the word is not Saraswati. So, so you hear people chanting his pronoun, Namaste, Saraswati, Devi, like we're talking about the goddess. But you, you'll, no, you'll notice that actually the first A is long. 
Saraswata. Actually, the word is Saraswata. Because we're offering obeisances, it's in the locative case where we're offering obeisances. So it's Saraswate, the A ending changes to an E, and then Deva becomes Deve. Namaste Saraswate Devi to the servant of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. That's Prabhupada's name. He's the servant. In other words, he's continuing where it left off, he started. Again. Namaste. So that's, he's doing his mission. Uh, and he's doing the same mission as actually the four founder acharyas. What what does what did the founder acharyas do? They opposed Nirvishesha and Shunyavada. They established Vaishnava uh, philosophy uh, in in various ways to oppose the impersonalism of Shankaracharya, which was just known. Uh, according to our tradition, is covered Buddhism. And the West happened to be full of it. The, the first people that started to come to Srila Prabhupada in the West were babbling Buddhist philosophy and, and the Ramakrishna mission version of Hinduism. That's Mayavad. Right? That's what he encountered. So, they're 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 opposing this. So that that's what Prabhupada did. He just carried on the mission of of, of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, spreading Lord Chaitanya's correction. Because now I want to go back to that temple, the the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur. It's a teaching temple. Maybe some of you have been there. If you go around it, there are, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a octagon, right? Yeah, there's an octagonal central shrine. And you go around it, there's uh, four out, little altars on the outside. And each one of those altars is one of the four founder acharyas. If you look at the Madhvacharya, there's a, a, a Murti of Madhvacharya, and you'll see inside Brahma. So that's the Brahma Sampradaya. There's Ramanujacharya, you go around some more, Ramanujacharya, and there's a side little, in, in there you'll, you'll see Lakshmi. So these are the four founder acharyas. And what that teaching, the temple is teaching, is that the achincha, beda beda tattva, of Lord Chaitanya is the fulfillment and the perfection of the philosophies of the four founder acharyas. Dvaita, Shuddha, Dvaita, Vishista, Dvaita, Dvaita, Dvaita. That's, they are preparing the way for Lord Chaitanya. This is what Bhaktivinotakur teaches in the Navadvita Mahatmya. And so his son, you know, showed that in this temple. So the temple is teaching in a historical fashion that, that these these four founder acharyas for Kali Yuga were preparing the, the way for the Yuga avatar, 
whose achinsa beta beta tattva takes from each of them one particular component and gives achinsa beta beta tattva. These, you know, so then I could understand what Prabhupada was doing. Why did he want a temple? What is his temple? The temple of the Vedic planetarium. That was another thing that everybody is trying, blowing people's mind. Why this temple of the Vedic planetarium? Well, because in another way, it's teaching achincha beta beta tattva. That nothing is different from Krishna, even though Krishna is different from everything. Krishna includes the world. And that's why it's showing this whole cosmos is really Krishna's energy. And in relationship to Krishna, it looks different from the way that we say it separately from Krishna. We saying those of us who are in Maya. <laughs> so... That was a very interesting illumination too. So I began, you know, this this is stuff I began to learn. But I, I think that the, the the most important thing I learned was Prabhupada's real lesson to us, uh, which is not teaching us how to be a guru, but how to be a disciple. He was really simply carrying on the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta. It had stopped uh, where where he had uh, passed away. Uh, the the conflict. The reason there were these articles in the Harmonist at that time, because a conflict. There were two centers of power. One was the Sri Chaitanya Matan Mayapur, which uh, the person called Kunja Babu. The Bhakti Siddhanta's general manager, he was there, and uh, you know that Bhakti Siddhanta dictated his orders in his last days and said that asked that there be a GBC, that there wasn't going to be one acharya, that there should be a uh, uh, twelve GBCs. GBC, by the way, uh, you may know the origin of that term, Governing Body Commission. If you're American, it sounds really British. Yeah, I heard you talking about once the British Railways. The British Railways. Uh, In Westminster, the headquarters of the GBC of the British Railways has been preserved. You can see it. And so that term was taken up by India. So this idea of a board of directors was was there, and that's what that's what he wanted. But apparently, what had happened is Kunjabihari, Kunjababu, was the general manager, uh, uh, took Sunyas and said that he was supposed to be the general manager under the GBC, that that he was the next Acharya. People thought. He was not very. People always had problems with him. They used to complain to Bhakti Siddhanta about him, but he's not very spiritual. And he's stealing money. We can learn this from things Prabhupada has said. They were complaining about him. Bhakti Siddhanta said, "I need him because he's got this organizational and managerial capacity. I need him." But he was supposed to work under 
a GBC, but he declared himself the next Acharya, and the people who didn't like him put up a separate, another Acharya, who was in Calcutta, uh, and then that person, uh, then there was a conflict, and then there was a lawsuit, and it, that was the fault line by, by which it broke, it broke up, the lawsuit that went on, Prabhupada describes, for 40 years. And it broke up, and then it broke again, and then it broke again. They lost that concerted effort and that drive, and, 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 and you know that was there. You could see it in those days under his direction. How it, so that lesson of that is we shouldn't do it again. Why? Why cooperation and unity are very, very important for us, and. Um, Anyway, in that little book, there's stuff about that. Uh, 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 so I was going to ask you if you had any questions, so I just want to tell you what I was doing. <laughs> but anyway, to me, I made a lot of, lot of discoveries, a lot of interesting things. Uh, uh, I was, uh, you know, it was a kind of original research, stuff we didn't know. Uh, that's why it's a scholarly book. I document everything that I, I can with footnotes. So you can, the idea of footnotes is not just to show off, but, but to have people to be able to check your things. Uh, and I, it, I you know, did get manuscripts read by a bunch of, uh, a group of sannyasis and uh, gurus in ISKCON, and then the whole GBC went over it, and I, you know, corrected things, fixed things, made things clear. Uh, and so, therefore, it's out in imprimatur. I, of course, wrote in English, the only language I'm competent in. Uh, there's, I've seen so far an Italian version Italian translation. Russians came out with it really fast. <laughs> Russian translation, and now the German has just been published, a German translation. Uh, so it's supposed to be translated like that, and the, the, the GBC did call it a GBC foundational document. So I was always really happy doing this kind of work, and I have books I want to write, and I have to go around the world, you know, putting out little fires and trying to put oil on the squeaky wheels of human relations. So I would really like to do, like to do that, uh, do a few more things, God willing, in my twilight years. Uh, so, so that's why I'm traveling around a little bit to see some places, look at the movement without having to worry about, you know, whatever the problems are, have somebody come and tell me this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that, this you know. <laughs> so, because, you know, it's, it, it's constant work to, to keep things together. It doesn't happen easy. We're, uh, you know, the, the reason why Chincha Beta Tattva, Beta Beta Tattva is very important, uh, among all reasons, not only that is our philosophy, but unity and diversity was something that Prabhupada said the GBC is supposed to see about. We should discuss it. It should be a topic for the meetings all the time. Unity and diversity. The individuality is important. Unity and diversity is another way of saying sub-vishesha. You know what vishesha is. 
is something that's concrete and you can distinguish one thing from the other. You know, the Mayavadi is near Vishesha. It's all one. What do you do with this? It really doesn't exist. It is not that Mayavad philosophy is teaching that it's an impersonal Brahman that produces a world. No, the absolute truth has no energies. If there's Brahman, the impersonal Brahman in the world, then you have two things, then the world limits Brahman. Brahman is unlimited, so there can't be any second thing. Brahman is ekam eva advitiya, that besides which there is no second thing. That's what the what the Upanishads teach. So, in one sense, there's nothing but Krishna. Yet in another sense, nothing is Krishna save and except his own primordial personality. This is Jinja Beta Beta Tattva. These are Prabhupada's formulations of it. And so we are individuals, we are distinct, we have our own distinct nature. I'm different from you, you are different from me. Uh, not only materially, but sp- spiritually, we're distinct individuals. We each have a relationship with Krishna. That's unique. The word unique means only one. Uh, we're each unique. That Krishna wants to have a relationship with us because each 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 one is different. He gets a different taste from each spirit soul. Of course, we're not contributing anything right now. If we're in Maya, we're sitting here. Yeah, that, 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 you know. <laughs> Interested in the next ball game or whatever. Uh, that's our problem. But Krishna wants us back. You know? So that's what that's uh, that's our philosophy. So if, if and and in, in aesthetics. Unity and variety is beauty. If it's just unity, it's boring, it's monotony. If it's just variety, it's chaos. So somehow if you can have contrast and then unify it, you know, very nice, we like it. It's beauty, so it's an important principle. Uh, and uh, so I, uh, I, I really hope that all of us uh, we'll try not to disappoint the desires of Srila Prabhupada and his spiritual master and his spiritual master mm-hmm. Lord Chaitanya you know this is uh, uh, we, we should we should make a contribution uh, to this and it's not just for ourselves but for, for the world you may notice how bad it's getting uh and seems to be getting worse even as we make progress. Everybody believes in this myth of progress. There's a false religion that people are worshiping. It's this idea of progress. Uh, uh, what we learn is just the opposite. What people are calling progress. But it's it's really it's really deep, you know. They've got a whole history to talk about it. Uh, and what they call advancement of human civilization is is is, is the opposite. Uh, but but Prabhupada is, Lord Titania's mission is here. It's there there for all of us. 
we sitting here in this room, we know, we know things, we've received things that have not been given. Well, they've been offered to people, but at least we've, to one degree or another, have taken it up. So we should make a contribution. Everybody has a contribution. And, and, and of course, we've been given a really simple method of cultivating the holy name. <coughs> and, and that method can be very simply, uh, we should try, simply describe, we should try chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra while endeavoring to give up offenses. That is, if we're even if just trying, we're chanting on the clearing stage. If we're chanting on the clearing stage, then the mode of passion, the mode of ignorance start to disappear. Uh, according to Haridas Thakur, the result of just trying to chant a finger, chanting on the clearing stage is called namabasa. The 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 uh, just like right now, you see it's twilight almost. Can't see the sun, but the sun's light is in the sky. That is abasa. We can't see the holy name, but maybe the dawning light of the holy name or the twilight of the holy name is there, and we can see our way around. So, just the dawning light of the holy name destroys all sinful reactions and gives liberation. Just nama basa. The pure name gives Krishna prema. So, while just trying to chant offenselessly, then we can, we can make progress. And we will uh, eventually become more and more able to uh, taste the... Uh, real nectar of Krishna consciousness and while we taste it we give it to others because that's part of what we have to do we have to share you know the root meaning of the word for bhakti is to share so that's what we do yeah Yeah, I was just thinking uh, in relation to unity in variety you know unity and variety that um it can only really come to the degree that the devotees come to the spiritual platform. That what? It can only really happen to the degree that the devotees come to the spiritual platform. Or at least try to come to yeah. be trying sincerely. I think sincerely trying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because in the material world, uh, people try to express a variety of expression. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's no unity mm-hmm. because of Maya. So, yeah. like, there's so many things going on. You could say in in relation to Wisconsin, in the sense that people might be thinking that they're trying to express their unity by um, going, uh, their their uh, variety. They might be trying to express their individual expression. Uh, in a way that they they're, they're expressing that they can't they're not able to do it in ISKCON so they want to express themselves through you know the Gaudiya Math or something like that yeah sure so, there's many alternatives here <laughs> yeah so what I was thinking though that like we have in ISKCON we have Srila Prabhupada as the focus of the 
you know, founder Acharya. And yet in ISKCON, we find ourselves, we're trying to relate to so many other things that are going on in relation to, you know, people who have moved out of ISKCON and gone to the Gaudiya Math. And, and we're, you know, there is, there is, um, Krishna consciousness is sort of happening all over the world in different ways. Yeah. So we have this ISKCON with Prabhupada as the founder of Acharya, and then you have all these other things happening. Um, and, you know, our, we have, I mean, in a sense, we have to kind of relate to all these other things that are going on as well. Well, we have to acknowledge their existence and deal with yeah. it, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a problem. I, I mean, t- to me, um, Prabhupada said one of the last things he said in his last days was that your love for me will be shown how much you cooperate together. Uh, there's two recollections of that. They're very similar. I quote both of them in the book. One, uh, One's from Tamal Krishna's diary and one's from Bhakti Chuswami who was in the room when Prabhupada said it. So the two sources. And that she's slightly but the the idea is there that that but, but bhakti itself means cooperation first of all cooperating with Krishna and that that Prabhupada wanted us to cooperate with each other and cooperate with him uh, and uh, and it's important because a cooperation and working together is a force multiplier. I mean, if five people go out and do something, a task, and they each do it independently, they can get something done. It's not that nothing is happening. But if those five work together, then they have the force of 15 people, say, or 20 people, just by, by this, this cooperation. So if we have some feeling for suffering humanity, we want to, we want to deliver Krishna consciousness. Uh, in, a, in a cooperative way. It, it'll it just help um, m- much more to do things like that. And for those people who spin off and go somewhere else, uh, um, uh, what can we say? The people who become influenced by the Gaudiya Mutt, those people all already failed to keep it together. You know, they did that. Uh, uh, Prabhupada, you know, sometimes he has a generous opinion. Well, they're writing, trying to do something in their own way. So it's not that it's useless, but it doesn't fulfill this 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 aim. Uh, anyway, in this this booklet, you'll, you'll see there's a lot of documentation. When Prabhupada first got to America, he was alone by himself, and he wrote a number of letters to some of the leading God brothers asking for their cooperation. He used that word a lot. Not necessarily that they would give him money. He had people willing to give money. He wanted to get a temple in New York City. Uh, But he had people that would donate money in India willing to do it. 
But one thing was, the Indian government wouldn't let money out of India. That's why Prabhupada showed up with 40 rupees, because there was a currently restriction on how much you could take outside of India. But his godbrothers were very well connected, some of them. They knew Dr. Radhakrishnan, who was the president of India. If they would take a little effort, they could at least arrange for the currency to be released. That's what, you know, he, he didn't ask him for money. If they had it, that would be good. But, you know, that was the minimum that he wanted. And he tried on several occasions. Nobody helped. And I, I, my conclusion was that some of them didn't want him to succeed. You know, that's just active malice. <laughs> they didn't want him to succeed. Uh, the, and, you know, I had the experience when I first got to Mayapur. I, uh, uh, walking along the, that Bhakti Siddhanta Road, uh, seeing all these temples, going inside a temple, offering obeisances to the deities there, seeing a sannyasi there calling me over, sitting next to the sannyasi, and he's talking to other people in Bengali. I think he's glorifying Srila Prabhupada, pointing out this Prabhupada's Western disciple. Then later we announced you shouldn't go to these temples because when you when that happens, because it was happening in other places, he's claiming these are my Western disciples. <laughs> That's what was going on. <laughs> so that that was a problem. You know, they 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 they, they had there was bad feelings like that, that that predominated over anything else. There wasn't any cooperation. So it's just worth trying very, very hard uh, to, 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 to work together, to help each other out, uh, not to look for any credit for ourselves, but to, but, 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 but to give credit to Srila Prabhupada. Uh, to me, I understand the, the importance of this central temple. It's kind of the, 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 the crown at the center of ISKCON, so to speak, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's also that, that central temple. It's also teaching Achincha Beda Beda Tattva. It's when in the GBC we were going to build this big temple, for various reasons, the location it ended up happened to be about the same place that the, the Prabhupada originally intended. Uh, there were legal problems with couldn't combine land together, and, and uh, but we, there was the old map in a magistrate had that said Mandir land, and that's where it ended up. It's it's right next to Prabhupada's Samadhi. Pushpa Samadhi in Mayapur uh, uh, and uh, it's the Bhagavatam in a form of a temple that's what that's what I mean it, it's the temple of the Vedic Planetarium but we have uh, domes you'll go up and you'll go through the whole universe that the Bhagavatam describes you know the Bhagavatam Krishna descends in uh, and, and you'll have the one wing, which has got all kinds of uh, exhibits and dioramas. It's it's the Bhagavatam in the form of a building, and there's 
there's Prabhupada's Samadhi, that person, Bhagavata, is there for everybody right at the center. And I view that temple as a portal. It takes you up, out, into the spiritual world. That's where it ends up. It's like it takes you from Mayapur to the spiritual world, uh, at the center. But they make the point in that article I was talking about uh, that 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 the Gaudiya Mat is a spiritual ent- entity. So every temple is an extension of of the 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 Mayapur temple. Uh, but it expands itself outside in the same manner as one lamp lit by another. You know where that example comes from. It's from the Brahma Samhita, and it describes Krishna's expansions, uh, Eva, the verse beginning that way, you know, one lamp like one lamp. In other words, each temple... It is also the central temple if if they're all if everything is unified. So I think of that temple as as, as the the sort of the entrance way of the path back to Godhead. But any other Iskon temple you go to, it's also an entrance. But those entrances are all over the world. That's another idea of uh, of, of the kind of potent unity that can be there. If if we're doing this. And this is this is the tribute. I, I would love to see this really kind of grasped and understood and uh, and worked for, uh, so, so that that you know our, our, our movement can still carry on uh, as Srila Prabhupada wanted to do it. And Srila Prabhupada is also I am convinced he Prabhupada said in one letter uh, a devotee wrote him an article. Another, a letter. A devotee wrote him a letter, criticizing some other devotee who he thought was deviating. And Prabhupada said, uh, "Is this this devotee? I think is deviating. I don't think he's going back to Godhead. Uh, 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 basically, like that." And Prabhupada said, "Why are you writing like this?" He said, all my disciples are going back to Godhead. <laughs> it is not that you're going and so-and-so is not going, or this person is not going and that person. He said, all my disciples are going back to Godhead. And then he said, Mr. Nair must stay. <laughs> Mr. Nair was the man who was trying to cheat him out of the land for the our Bombay temple. He said, Mr. Nair must stay, Prabhupada said. He said, all my disciples are going back to Godhead. He said, you shouldn't say this one's going back to God. This is just the, the, the attitude that, 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 that one, one, one should have. Said. And then he said, we sh-, in the, we're talking about the spiritual world, he said, we shall have another ISKCON there. Now, Prabhupada didn't say these things casually. Uh, well, we know, like, for example... Uh, that yeah, sure in Lord Chaitanya's movement we will be together in the Swetadweep in Lord Chaitanya Leela we'll all be together but Lord Chaitanya for example Murari Gupta was one of his persons but he was a Rambakta they aren't even uh, all the Lord Chaitanya's were 
followers weren't even Krishna bhaktas. There are Ram bhaktas and the other forms of Krishna. Some some of them were, you know, Krishna and, and, and Dwarka, Vaikuntha, you know. But somehow in in Chaitanya Lila altogether. So it is not that every, everybody is is a, is a gopi in Chaitanya Lila, but uh, in Krishna Lila, but we are together. We shall have another ISKCON there. Uh, and so uh, I believe that there's a, you know, an ISKCON there and an ISKCON here. As long as we are cooperating, we will be sending people up and maybe some more will be coming back down to help out. Prabhupada said that a spiritual master is obliged, you know, he has to come back to earth, and that's said, don't make me come back to save you, you know. So I suspect that we, that, 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 that Prabhupada doesn't have to do it personally, but somebody may have to do it on his behalf. So that there, there will there should there should be some kind of uh, you know mostly going up once in a while somebody coming back down to do something or whatever. This is Lord Chaitanya's movement, and this is Iskon, another Iskon in the spiritual sky. So we we should we should we should try to fill that idea. Anything else? Yeah? You said something. Um, okay, this recent instance, I was chatting with my mom on, on the Christianity issue. Um, I don't have a problem with that naturally, but I had some um, suspicion when I joined ESCON five years ago that the, the Bible, I'm, I'm not really good at the history, although I did some religious education studies, but um, from, I think I, I got some little bit of snippet, not really research, that actually, because the Puranas, they were before the biblical text. They were before the biblical, yeah. Yeah, they are older. Mm-hmm. So you find that in the Vishnu Purana, that there is a story of uh, of Matya incarnation, and um, and then um, the saving of the Vedas. So, and then in the Bible also there's Noah and the Ark. Hmm. And then some devotees, even some devotees, I would say also, they like to use the Bhagavad Purana to prove that actually Jesus is is bona fide. He's the predicted. A prophet said but, Jesus uh, is bona fide. Yeah, yeah, he said that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying he's not bona fide. Yeah. but I'm just saying the validity of the because someone, I mean, I think it was a disciple of Baptist Dante again. He said something that during the British um, era in India. They filled it with the scriptures. They so, fiddled with the scriptures. Yeah, there yeah, are some discrepancies, and they changed some things to include some certain elements that are in the Bible, so that they can convert Indians to Christianity. So I was wondering about I, that. I I I, I really don't know. Um, uh, I have to tell you something else about the about the things that should go on in the future. I guess. Um, uh, the, the GBC put me in charge of the Vedic Planetarian Cosmology Project, uh, and what uh, the, uh, 
I ended up being the person that, that chose the model that's going to, we had three different people have ideas from models of the universe that's going to hang like a chandelier. And they asked me to be the one to decide on it, and I, and I did that. And there's one that's going up there that uh, this devotee Antadrip made. Uh, so uh, when I was given that assignment, people were coming up to me and said, have you figured out the fifth canto yet? Have you cracked the fifth canto? Uh, and uh, I don't think I have to figure it out. Uh, but I think it's because there's a lot of issues. First of all, we're, we're talking, we're using the Bhagavatam, but the Puranas are also scriptures, and they have somewhat different versions of the cosmology. So, hey, you want to deal with that? That means you got to get all the Puranas together and see how they agree and don't disagree, and there's some in the mode of goodness and passion and ignorance. There's all that issue. And then there's the astronomical schools and the, the Surya Siddhanta, Siddhanta Shiromani. And actually those people have been debating with followers of the Puranas as it goes back a thousand years. I read this one, one translation of Surya Siddhanta. Those stupid followers of the Puranas, they think the earth is flat. So what do I do? What do we do? Well, I don't have to figure it out. What well, we put there, what's in the Bhagavatam. But we have, we are going to have uh, a, a research institute that will deal with these questions. That's all. I started, uh, and as a matter of fact, in 1975, Prabhupada called me into his room with, uh, well, it was called in my Tamal Krishna Goswami, he was with me, and Prabhupada asked me, they told me he wanted to establish in Mayapur what he called Iskan Bhagavat College. Uh, and when he described it, he was describing a graduate research institute. The students will come, they will already have undergraduate degrees. And we will give a graduate degree. Actually, we wouldn't give it. University of Calcutta would give it. He wanted me to go into Calcutta and meet with the official, the appropriate officials at the University of Calcutta to establish this graduate research institution affiliated with the University of Calcutta. I said, oh, what degree will we give? He said, PhDB, Doctor of Bhagavad Philosophy. That was pretty far out. And then I said to Prabhupada, uh, oh, we'll have to have a big library. Because you're going to do graduate research work, <laughs> you need a research library. And then he said to me, only our books. And I thought of a bookshelf this big, and I thought, well, you know, I didn't say anything, but okay, you know. So I, I then went to Cal, into Calcutta. I met with officials uh, at, at the, the library. 
Uh, Sadamani was with me at the time, actually, both with him. We Gopal Krishna Maharaj's auntie gave us an apartment to stay in in Calcutta while we did this. Uh, and uh, met with uh, this uh, person that was in charge of this. He was very interested that we would do this. And it turned out the Ram Krishna Mission already had such an arrangement. And I went with Gopal Krishna Maharaj and saw what the, what the Ram Krishna Mission uh, had. And by the way, Ram, Gopal Krishna Maharaj did a really great job. We talked to the guy, the, 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 uh, the sannyasi who ran the, 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 the Ram Krishna Mission Center in Calcutta. Uh, he was talking about philosophy, and Gopal Krishna Maharaj did a good job of defeating him. I was impressed. It was really a nice job. Uh, but, but anyway, they had a you know, huge research library there. And so I didn't know quite what to do. Uh, and then I saw Prabhupada again. I, I saw him a couple of times. And he, came, he, was, he was in Vrindavan, came to Calcutta. I saw him on the airport, didn't have a chance to talk to him. Had another meeting after that with, with, uh, with the appropriate official at Calcutta. <coughs> then I met with Prabhupada in Vrindavan. And I said, they're eager to do it. And I had actually designed a, 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 a building for Mayapur for this thing, uh, with the Mayapur devotees in Vietnam. I said, but Prabhupada, they said we have to have a big library. Uh, and you said, only our books. And then Prabhupada said, oh, no, we can have a big library. All the works from the four Sampradayas. I thought, wow, there's no such work like that, no such library like that anywhere. You know, we gathered them all together. And then I realized this is going to be hard to do. And then I suggested to him that we could just have a microfilm team go around and microfilm the books, because that was the latest copy technology at the time, you know. And he said, that's a good idea. And that, uh, that uh, you know, we should start doing it. So that was, that was the idea uh, of this research center. Well, it didn't happen. There's various reasons for going on. But, uh, uh, and then Prabhupada left his body soon, you know, soon, soon afterwards. The next time he was Mayapur, he was very ill, and we didn't see him, and then he passed away. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, it's happening. Uh, a, a research library. First of all, we got some cosmology books together, you know, to start studying cosmology. I, nobody in Mayapur, I have to tell you, would give me a place to keep the books safe. They all wanted, yeah, you can keep the books here, but I want to be able to look at them, so nobody would do it. Hari Sari said, Mayapur has a building in Calcutta called the Bhakti Bhavan. Nobody's using it. So Hari Sari really knows how to get things done in India, and he, you know, got it air-conditioned and cleaned up and first-class shelves, and we started to put our books there, and more books started coming. Well, and meanwhile, we did have a, a microfilm project going on. Uh, and after we did, uh, myself and Garuda and some other people, 
we did have a, a microfilm team go through a, a bunch of uh, places in India and, and, and microfilm books, and that has been indexed and you know properly, and uh, so that that part did get done. Uh, wasn't it? nothing happened uh, in all these years, uh, and uh, so you know we Hari sorry then yeah we got a the more books started coming. There's a devotee named Pranav from Sweden. Uh, when I was at GBC there, he asked, he told me he was interested in doing academic work and was thinking of getting a PhD. He wanted to study our tradition. Did I have any suggestions for what he could study? I said, yes, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Why don't you study that? Do your doctoral dissertation on him. And that's what he did. Yeah, he actually taught us that he was in the last year he was teaching us about. Yeah, okay, so that that that. So he his book on Bhakti Siddhanta says the fruit of his dissertation is a book on Bhakti Siddhanta published by Oxford University Press, and he's been going back, to Calcutta. He's gotten a whole library from the Sri Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta that had been Bhakti Siddhanta's that had fallen into the hands of Sundarananda Vijivanod, the other competitor Acharya. And now we have custody of it. Uh, because people are giving us stuff because we, Hari Sari managed to get really competent librarians, know how to preserve things, and because we're taking care of books properly and preserving them and indexing them, it's gotten pretty, pretty big. Uh... Uh, uh, Vaishnava uh, scholars die, uh, pundits die, they have their uh, successor, their heirs find all kinds of books or even manuscripts, they don't know how to take care of them, they bring them to us. It's getting pretty big. I I tell you this to tell you that Prabhupada's desire, some of us make some effort, however lame to start, and then, you know, things start to happen. So we're getting that research center. We're getting that research center. Uh, Pranava's going on with his research. Uh, more people will join us. So, so these different problems, the different Pranas say different things, dating of texts, where Christianity fits in or doesn't fit in or whatever else, what the Christians did, whether they messed with the text or not, we'll find it out. But it's not my job. It's, you know, I, it'll take generations. Remember, when, when you do a PhD, with you, you want a graduate research institute, a, a PhD means you take a, a, some topic and you, you read everything that's been written on it. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take some area of research, find out everything there is to know about it, and then add to it. You take a little, you know, tiny little, like a postage stamp area of knowledge, because you've got to learn everything. You know, everything that was written about it, uh, you know, at least that's relevant. Whatever languages it's in, also, by the way, uh, you got to keep deal with source material. And you learn everything, 
about it, then, then you can supposedly you're contributing to the knowledge. Uh, that's what you do. So you take this little postage stamp area. It's got to be small. Usually it's pretty big, and then when you start studying it, it shrinks to a smaller and smaller topic. But then you're like putting it under a, an electronic microscope, and that postage stamp becomes as big as Australia. You know, it's like huge thing. You got it down again. Uh, so it, 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 that's what that's what intellectual work is like. Uh, uh, and it teaches you how to do research and to find out all this stuff. And so that's our job. It's not the job of one person, many people, or even one generation. So we'll have a research institute along with the temple. One of its big areas will be cosmology. Uh, but there are other topics, too, that, that will come up. I hope the Bhaktivedanta Institute, there's an example of people who couldn't cooperate. I was on it, you know, split and split again and split, you know. Although it was what Prabhupada called transcendental disagreement, you know, let's serve Krishna like this, let's no, let's serve Krishna like that, but, you know, didn't stay together. Uh, but that, 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 uh, so we'll have a university of Mayapur, we'll also have a branch in Calcutta. Uh, because we, we I, I understand uh, the first of us we, we just accepted Prabhupada the Acharya here's the Bhagavatam but you know there's all the previous just the Bhagavatam itself is a universe several universes actually <laughs> you no know, we have to learn it and the other other Sattvic Puranas we have to we have to take hold of this tradition all the works of the of, of the six Goswamis all of that it's, it's big and so that's that's part of our future and hopefully we'll do this as a, in a Krishna conscious way we'll get guidance from the super soul let me just say one I'm not going to talk too long uh, w- one last thing I think that our process of knowledge in Krishna consciousness is different from that of material scientists and material academics. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that the regular principles that we follow, the four regular principles and the others in support of it, are not simply to be thought of as moral principles. You know, with reward and punishment, you go to Vaikuntha, you stay back, you take birth again not just moral principles they are principles of knowledge (coughs) knowledge depends upon sattva that's in the Bhagavad Gita the result of purity of sattva is knowledge develops and you find all this is in the Bhagavad Gita that if we are in the right frame of mind and uh, we follow the principles of Krishna consciousness. Not only will we be in sattva guna, but also we'll receive directly direction from the super soul through the agency of buddhi. That's why we have to insist on these principles. This is how we will be different from any mundane uni- university. We can use the stuff produced by other people, but our really most essential stuff will be by people who are following these principles of knowledge. 
many, many things will be revealed. And not only will you understand how the fifth canto is accurate, but also we'll we will discover things that nobody else knew before, even about this material world. I'm certain of that. And Prabhupada said it, there'll be many new discoveries. If Prabhupada, you know, when the fifth canto came out and people freaked out, he sat down with reporters and told them we haven't been to the moon. I've got news for everybody. We haven't even been to the earth. <laughs> it's worse than that. It's worse than not going to the moon. So we'll find out where we are and who we are. But what's going on? I, I did find, I did, I found there's a verse in the fourth canto. 426 no 426669 yeah 4269 and that that verse says that a person who's actually situated uh, situated fixed in uh, singular yeah sattva eka probably takes it as pure goodness you're situated in pure goodness and standing next to Krishna in close proximity to Krishna that person uh, is able to see this world the same way that Krishna sees it uh, commenting on that verse Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says directly he uses the word directly that means the way we see it is not direct that's what he says. And as Prabhupada translates it that way. Then his purport, he gives another way of reading the verse, but that's in, in, the, in, in his translation that follows there. And uh, uh, anyway, that's interesting. You know, that, that's how you can see it. That reminds me of the verse in the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says that the, uh, the ignorant cannot understand how a living entity quits his body, but yeah. those who are trained in knowledge. So I can see this, see right, this. yeah. So that training, but what does that training in knowledge mean? It's our process of knowledge, which is n not really recognized as a process of knowledge. You know, they got it, yeah, here's knowledge, you have faith, we have knowledge, blah, blah, blah. Actually, all processes of knowledge begin in faith. I mean, you sit down in a university lecture hall and listen to somebody you've never seen before in your life tell you things and write it down like it's true. That's faith. Just that simple thing, you know. All processes of knowledge begin in faith. The agency for the correct placement of faith is buddhi. Uh, and that's why Krishna consciousness is often called buddhi yoga. Uh, so we are going to follow that process of knowledge uh, and uh, with confidence and faith. It is faith, but, but I think we will see the fruits of it. 
And if we can make Vermonters or something, people will really be convinced. Because unless you come up with some technology, <laughs> nobody will believe you. But, <laughs> but, Flying off of pigeons. Whatever, you know. <laughs> something that makes money. <laughs> then they'll say, oh, yeah, it's worthwhile. <laughs> but that that's that, that that's our problem. But you know, our idea is the transformation of human human society and, and of ourselves and everybody else. And uh, there's supposed to be a golden age of Krishna consciousness, and we're supposed to be you know bringing it on, helping to bring it on. So supposed to be. <laughs> is it not now? Huh? Is it supposed to be? Is it not now already? Starting, but you know. Some, someone once said, uh, an economist once said, there's a lot of collapse in a country, you know. Like for a country to completely collapse may take 30 years. So something like that, you know, to us it's slow motion. In the scale of history, it's really fast. So we may not see what's happening now. But I think things are happening. I, 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 when I became a devotee, and I told people I was a vegetarian, they thought I was going to die. My mother, who was a registered nurse, oh, you got, you can't do that, you know, it's not so unhealthy. And then she says, at least the children don't, you know, make them be vegetarians. Then, you know, 10 years, 15 years later, she says, oh, your diet is so healthy. What's that, what changed, you know? She only understood what she read in Time Magazine or Newsweek or something, you know, I mean. So th things have really changed. Just to be able to get in an airplane and not have to breathe cigarette smoke is a big change. Trips to India used to be so ha much more hellish. Anyway, there's a, the, the world has changed a lot. You may not have noticed, but our regular principles... Are, are, are not viewed so extraordinarily bad. And if you talk to the people in the yoga community, they all know that they're supposed to be celibate. And they're just procrastinating. <laughs> but they know it. They're starting to discover that. Anyway, it's happening. Yeah, okay. So we'll honor Prasad. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.